0: There are Mondays, and this is certainly one of them. Welcome to the Community Engagement Newscast for August 31st, the last day of the month with only four more left to go in 2020. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs, and today's Patreon-fueled shout-out is for Abundant Life Ministries, working hard to create a better future for the Charlottesville community. On Friday evening around 5 p.m., the University of Virginia announced they would proceed with plans to begin in-person instruction on September 8th, two weeks later than originally planned. That also means that residence halls will open to students at two-thirds capacity, or about 4,400 people. In a statement, administration officials including Jim Ryan said that they knew that some would be delighted to hear the news and that others would be disappointed. The statement reads that it was a very difficult decision made in the face of much uncertainty and with full awareness that future events may force us to change course. The statement goes on to explain the decision was made in part because local conditions in Virginia and the Thomas Jefferson Health District have been improving. He also said thousands of students have slowly been returning to Charlottesville and UVA all summer to work in labs, the medical and nursing schools, as well as professional students. As of this morning, the official number of positive cases of UVA faculty, staff, and students is listed as 115 since August 17th, with 83 of those students. That total includes this morning's report, with another three positive cases, and two of those are students. The Virginia Department of Health has reported an additional 3,002 cases of COVID-19 in the Commonwealth since Friday morning, a total of 120,494 to date. That includes 1,217 cases reported Saturday, 938 reported Sunday, and 947 reported today. The seven-day average for positive tests increased yesterday to 7.4 percent, up from 6.5 percent a week earlier. In the Thomas Jefferson Health District, there have been another 103 cases of COVID-19 reported since Friday morning, with 52 reported Saturday, 34 reported Sunday, and 17 reported this morning. The positive rate jumped to 6.7% yesterday, up from 5.6% a week earlier. Today, that figure decreased to 6.6%. The latest report from the people putting together the University of Virginia's COVID-19 forecasting model states that surges in health districts across the Commonwealth are abating. According to analysis by the UVA Biocomplexity Institute, only one health district, Mount Rogers in far southwest Virginia, is considered to be surging. The model currently suggests that there could be another 60,000 cases in Virginia by Thanksgiving, or a total of 187,883. Adjustments were recently made to the model to anticipate the effects of seasonal change. Albemarle County has announced the launch of another round of LIFT grants funded by the CARES Act. This time around, county officials are seeking applications from nonprofit groups. The application window has not yet opened, but would be applicants are asked to complete a form to be notified of when that happens. The Community Investment Collaborative will administer the funding. A coffee shop on Ellywood Avenue that has been closed since the pandemic began is reopening today. Grit sent an email to customers Saturday morning to notify them of the change and to state that safety protocols have been implemented. That includes a continued ban on indoor seating. Grit's four other stores have been open to takeout and curbside pickup, but the store on the UVA corner has been closed. Two members of a group charged with overseeing urban design in Charlottesville resigned this month, including chair Mike Stoneking. Stoneking and architect Fred Wolf have both sent letters to the city stating that they no longer want to serve on the Place Design Task Force, which was created in 2012. Carrie Rainey, the city's urban design planner, sent a letter to remaining members telling them they could call for a special meeting to appoint new leadership. That meeting will happen on September 10th at the regular time. Developer Katura Roel has submitted new plans for a mixed-use building on Roosevelt Brown Boulevard in Charlottesville. A sign for the Soho building has been standing on the half-acre property for several years. Staff in the city's Department of Neighborhood Development Services had approved a site plan for six residential units and over 40,000 square feet of commercial. The new plan would increase the residential units to 24 and would cut the commercial space to about 11,000 square feet. Both projects are allowed by right under the zoning, which is a special district created for the Cherry Avenue Corridor back in 2003. In recent years, the city commissioned the Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission to create a small area plan for the area to guide future development. That plan has not yet been adopted by city council. With no end in sight for physical distancing rules and bans on public gatherings, there are no scheduled curtain openings for live theater. However, Live Arts is shifting to an online model that begins with programming this week. Jeremy Duncan Pape is the interim creative director at Live Arts. One of our primary focuses is obviously going to be on flexibility and adaptability because there's so much that we don't know about the state of the world for the next year or so. Um, so we have a lot of ideas. This year's season will be driven by local content. Ann Hunter is the executive director at Live Arts. When COVID hit, seems like a lifetime ago, Live Arts had a choice to either hunker down or to forge ahead. We chose the latter. That choice led to the creation of a reimagined uh, forging ahead season. Hunter added that they are asking patrons to purchase a season pass to help subsidize the cost of programming for those with limited means. The goal here is pretty simple, to lower the economic barrier to theater during a time of social emotional and financial hardship for our neighbors. Programming kicks off this weekend when box office manager Daryl Smith interviews writer Jocelyn Nicole Johnson as part of a First Friday event. You can get a preview in the Live Arts season reveal, which is available on YouTube. And that's it for today's installment of the Community Engagement Newscast and Newsletter. It is a very dark and stormy day as I see this, and I do hope that you are out there listening and you are safe. If you have enjoyed listening to this program and you think you got something out of it, please send it along to a friend so we can grow the audience together. I'm Sean Tubbs, your host, and I'll be back tomorrow with another look at what with another look and listen at what's happening in our community. Thanks for listening.